Jeremiah chapter 14. This is the word of the Lord to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns, her cities languish, they wail for the land, and a cry goes up from Jerusalem. The nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns but find no water. They return with their jars unfilled. Dismayed and despairing, they cover their heads. The ground is cracked because there is no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed and cover their heads. Even the doe in the field deserts her newborn fawn because there is no grass. Wild donkeys stand on the barren heights and pant like jackals. Their eyesight fails for lack of pasture. Although our sins testify against us, O Lord, do something for the sake of your name. For our backsliding is great. We have sinned against you, O hope of Israel, its saviour in times of distress. Why are you like a stranger in the land, like a traveller who stays only a night? Why are you like a man taken by surprise, like a warrior powerless to save? You are among us, O Lord, and we bear your name. Do not forsake us. This is what the Lord says about this people. They greatly love to wander. They do not restrain their feet. So the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of this people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry. Though they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with the sword, famine and plague. But I said, Ah, Sovereign Lord, the prophets keep telling them, You will not see the sword or suffer famine. Indeed, I will give you lasting peace in this place. Then the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries and the delusions of their own minds. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the prophets who are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, yet they are saying no sword or famine will touch this land. Those same prophets will perish by sword and famine. And the people they are prophesying to will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and sword. There will be no one to bury them or their wives, their sons or their daughters. I will pour out on them the calamity they deserve. Speak this word to them. Let my eyes overflow with tears, night and day without ceasing. For my virgin daughter, my people, has suffered a grievous wound, a crushing blow. If I go into the country, I see those slain by the sword. If I go into the city, I see the ravages of famine. Both prophet and priest have gone to a land they know not. Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? We hoped for peace, but no good has come. For a time of healing, but there is only terror. 
O Lord, we acknowledge our wickedness and the guilt of our fathers. We have indeed sinned against you. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonour your glorious throne. Remember your covenant with us and do not break it. Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, O Lord our God. Therefore our hope is in you. For you are the one who does all this. This long chapter perhaps marks the lowest point in Jeremiah's ministry as a prophet. Although if we asked him, he would probably say it wasn't the only one. Later, of course, come wonderful prophecies of hope. But I think it is important, especially like me if, if you are a compulsive optimist, to honour the prophet by spending time with him when things are at their worst. God himself, it seems, has become an enemy. Do not pray for this people. I will pour out on them the calamity they deserve. For Jeremiah, there is no doubt why this is so. It is because of widespread and deep-rooted iniquity in the nation. But Jeremiah refuses to give up. He acknowledges the sin and pleads with God, reminding him of the covenant, which is part of God's very nature. We acknowledge our wickedness. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Remember your covenant. We need to pray for our nation. I do not say we have yet reached the conditions we find in Jeremiah chapter 14, but there is much that needs setting right. Let us pray for all aspects of our national life, especially for Christians who have to make difficult decisions, and for all in positions of leadership. And may we, like Jeremiah, even when things are at their worst, cling to God and cling to hope. It is you, O Lord our God, therefore our hope is in you. And here comes a twist. Our hope is in God. His hope is in us. It is us, his church, whom Jesus has sent out to make disciples. It's not always easy to believe in the church. Christians can be annoying, even very hurtful. But here comes a call for the endurance of the saints. We are to learn resilience, become robust in our capacity to forgive, and to stand for what is right, channels of the love which he has poured out in our hearts through his Holy Spirit. He is our hope, and we are his. Amen.